time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 328. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag. If you want to tweet us along with the show, tell us you're listening and uh, let us know uh, what you think of the show. Happy New Year, everyone. It's... uh, Bloody great. It's, doesn't 2018 feel better already? It feels different. Yeah, it's got a futuristic feel to yeah, it already. How much different does it feel from 2017 to you? I think a little bit. A little bit more different, yeah. Oh, mate, I've already I've, I've re, I've tidied the office. I've got new... I've just got... I'm, re, I'm invigorated for the yeah. new year. What's your resolution, mate? Have you got a New Year's resolution? Go big or go home. Go big or go... That's your New Year's resolution? That's not yeah. bad. Very good. Mate, I'm going to write it. I'm going to write it everywhere. I'm going to write it on the top of every notepad. Go big or go home. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. We do the great show, thanks to the people at Netgear and Hisense and and uh, that's two blokes talking tech. So listen, we're we're recording before we get on the plane. I leave uh, in a couple in of days on days, Friday. Yeah. Yep. You leave on Saturday. Saturday. Um, CES. For those that have been with us for 328 episodes, I don't know. You might want to hit the skip button here because you've been through this <laughs> with us, uh, black and blue, for the last I don't know five or six years. I've been and well, ever, ever since we've been doing the podcast, we've yep. been we've been talking about CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. No longer called that; they just say CES. Yeah. Um, it's what CES stands for, though. I know, but they don't say it. They don't write it anywhere anymore. Right. They actually they CES. actually prefer you do not refer to it as the Consumer Electronics International Show. International CES. Yes, that's what they want to be called. Okay. Anyway, weirdos. Um, CES is massive. It is the one show of the three big shows, and we'll talk about all the year ahead shortly, but of CES, Mobile World Congress and IFA, it is the most consumer-oriented. It is the most relevant to Australia as well, which is probably where IFA falls down. Um, and it's just massive, mate. I mean, it occurs at a weird time for us because it's kind of uh, non-ratings time, all the, all the radio. Like, it's, it's, it's actually the worst time of year for you and I because yeah. all of our radio shows are off air and all those kind of things in terms of the, the little spots we do. Holidays. Yeah, it'd be great <laughs> not, to, not to abandon them, Your but hey. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's massive. We arrive in Las Vegas. There is a very structured approach to the whole week. There's a press day. There's uh, uh, previews. Yeah, the yeah. first one's rubbish. I've had a look. It's not yeah. worth doing. Okay. Um, uh, and then there's just days and days on the show floor, walking and walking yeah. and walking around, finding cool stuff yeah. that will be. And the whole point, remember, of CS is that Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Office Works, all these companies send people there to walk the show floor. And do deals with people to say, we'll, we'll take 10,000 of those and we'll, yeah. if we can have them at this price. That's what people need to understand, just the sheer scale of this show. It is huge in terms of the number. It's just the floor space is like 75 football fields in total and how, yes, this is where the, all the companies, they outline what's going to be released for, in, for 2018 and beyond. And this is where we get to see it as as journalists, and we were writing about it. But it's also where then the deals are done. Your JBs and all those companies come in, and they put on they put on a show. They've got a booth set up. They've got these impressive displays. They're showcasing all the features because this is the point where decisions are made. And the the what you see when you walk into Harvey Norman in the next two or three months and beyond is a result of this show that will be attended. And, it, and it, it's never more evident to me than when we walk up to a stand and you say, oh, tell me about this, and they look at your thing and they go, from Australia? Oh, that's interesting. And, you know, they go, we don't have any distributor there. And I go, I'm, I'm, I'm a media. And they go, oh, 
and they're disappointed. <laughs> they're not looking for press coverage. They're looking for distribution. Uh, you know, many, many, many of the smaller ones, though, are not there for that. They're just to find someone who will take their product by the hundreds or the yeah. thousands and sell them into market. We should also mention before the show proper, there is a, a little mini show called CES Unveiled, mm. where a lot of these smaller companies with their quirky little smart products... See, that's uh, a press seen. show. That's made yeah. for the press. Yeah. Those people there know that they're there, get media coverage. But walking the standard show floor, that's not the expectation. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's yeah. mind-blowing to have that weird realisation that they're not interested. Just <laughs> to take you inside how it works for us as well, we, we over there covering – so we've got to cover the show in terms of the big announcements. We've got meetings with different people and interviews. And, and we've got to actually get around the show. It's, it's from one point to the other. could take you 25 minutes to get there. So the the, the, the Logistics, uh, uh, it's a pretty busy time. People say, oh, you're going to Vegas. How good is that? They think we're just going to be sitting in front of a poker machine or a blackjack table. Mm. We actually walk, we work 12, 14-hour days, mm. early morning till the night. You know, you're doing crosses. We're on the radio doing all these sorts of stuff. It is, it is a lot of work for us, so much stuff to cover, so much stuff to see. And the good news is that there will be no shortage of stuff we'll be writing about on our websites. Yeah, it's going to be massive. Uh, we will cover that on techguide.com.au and efgm.com and you can follow us on Twitter at Stephen Fennick at Trevor Long you, you will not miss a thing about CES over the next uh, two weeks uh, it kicks off around the 8th but essentially from next Monday keep your eyes on our Twitter feeds it's going to be massive here yes. on, uh, on on Two Blokes Talking Tech we'll do the podcast as many times as we can get together yep. and, and, and it sounds weird we'll because day, yeah. it sounds weird because we're, we're in Vegas together but you know like you could be on one side of the city and I could be on the other at meetings yeah. to, and you know you might have an important dinner with a sponsor or something which yeah. is it's sometimes very hard to get together um, we'll do our best though every day to get Absolutely. together and, and record you, a Two Blokes Talking Tech studio mate you got the studio absolutely mate we'll be there like normal got your little office office oh. downstairs studio upstairs well there'll be about 98 brandings of EFTM in the studio as uh, usual it'll, it'll look good no trust sh- me no shortage of EFTM branding you got your flags all set up have you mate no we won't be taking flags <laughs> there's no need for flags yeah, there you're going to be handing out caps as well mate EFTM caps will you, you... Uh, not handing them out they're very expensive <laughs> yeah I bet <laughs> well, shouldn't uh, be, be just handing them out willy nilly fair enough but one of the most important things is TVs. TVs, I think, and I've been going to, this will be my 14th year straight going to CES, and I can, I've seen it come from with first HD TVs and thinner TVs and 3D TVs and you name the TVs, I've seen them all, curved TVs, OLED TVs. So this is, I think, it, the first product that comes to mind for me when I think of CES is the television. And, yeah. and it is the, it's kind of the premier product of the show where your Samsungs, LG, Panasonic, Sony, Hisense, everyone is here. And this is kind of the, what you see, the first thing you see on their booths are these TVs. Now, what we're going to see, though, I think that size, you're going to see there's a trend already in Australia where size of TVs are already, I think the new normal is like 55 to 60 inches. I had a conversation with a bloke today yeah. who was buying a 55 and I said, you know, you can get a, like a massive 65 for that yeah. price. And he goes, yeah, I'm kind of limited by space. But yeah, yeah 55 is almost the minimum these days yeah. if, you're, if you're going out to, to get yourself a new TV. Size, I think we should, uh, so the, the, not only size, but also the type of TV. I think you're going to see more OLED TVs. LG have led the way with OLED. Mm. Uh, 
I'm not sure Samsung are going to go down that way, but their QLED technology is just getting better and better every year. So accept that to expect that to be OLED-like. There's also talk we're going to see 8K. You know, 4K is already here. You can't not buy a 4K TV. There's a lot of talk where you're getting into the bigger TVs, like your 80-inch and above, which will have 8K capability, which... Is a complete um, waste of time because got a TV mate, they're not, they haven't even released Star Wars in 4K yet. Oh, exactly right, and that's a, don't don't get me started about that either. The, that should be out hopefully so, soon. So you know, I think last year, so we had this phase where it was like 3D, and then it was curved, and you know, had all these phases in TVs. And I'll be honest, I think most of them are made to sell TVs. Um, I don't think 3D added anything to the average TV except for the diehard movie bus buff. I don't think curved TVs make a rat's a difference in a lounge room. Yeah. I think they're all made to be. Some Something different for people to buy. This year, LG's wallpaper TV was something completely radically different that was made at a high price point, not for everyone, and to demonstrate their ability to put a piece of very thin glass up on a wall um, and, and, and yeah. put, put pictures on it. Yeah. I think we'll that, that why... And it'll be cheaper. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I think what will happen this year is, whether it's Chang Hong or some other dodgy brand or someone in, someone big like Samsung or Sony or Hisense, I think we'll see that same concept where you separate the guts from yeah, the screen. Right. Now, I think about the TV I've got hanging off my wall. It's probably hanging off maybe three, four centimetres, which is not bad. Yeah. But I think about how much of that is is actually the guts. And if you take the screen and the light, the backlight that's required for a non-OLED TV and you go... Let's take everything else out and put it in a sound bar. I think it'd be smart. For, I, yeah. I genuinely think it would be smart for another company to go, here's our um, hanging TV or call it something else, yeah. right, which which just goes thinner to the wall. And I think that will appeal to people. Well, no, I agree. I think that LG kind of set the bar there and the advantage they had was OLED. OLED is a technology that doesn't require a backlight. It's super thin and taking the guts out of the TV, as you mentioned, so the circuitry, the, the inputs and all that are separate, mm. that has made that TV, which was already impressive, even more impressive the fact they separated it. Samsung kind of had the same thing with the QLEDs with the the one the one cable connection to the external box so they're kind of down that same path. Yeah, they've got a long way to go to make it thinner though. Oh, I, I agree but I think the more if they can I think the focus you'll see this year is design and how it'll just blend into the wall. Well think about how the frame TV went well. I think it went very well for Samsung yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, unexpectedly. I didn't think it would go that well. Yeah. But I've seen, I've had a lot of people ask me about it. Yeah. I know people that have bought them and I know people that want them. So that, that to me says a lot about well, Samsung's ability to market not, that thing. It's a lifestyle product now. TV is not just like a tech product. This is something that's in Mate, your They house. look hideous. I see, yeah. We're sitting in a room with a big black TV on the wall and you're like, well, that's a bit of a waste of space, isn't yeah. it? Like, why not do something with that space, especially in a lounge room? So... Yeah. Yeah, I think we might see a bit more innovative design and kind of in, in an arty sense for TVs. There'll be some surprises, I think. There'll be some uh, LG will pull something out of the bag with some with OLED. OLED, again, they've got the advantage, thin, light. There's a lot more, lot more options for them. All right, Two Blokes Talking Tech heading to CS, and we'll tell you all about the latest TVs next week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, you know Arlo by Netgear. It's the worldwide leader in smart home security and the creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, weatherproof HD security camera. Now get to know the new Arlo Pro with even more features and things like two-way audio so you can talk to the kids, pets, or whoever is at the front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick charge, rechargeable batteries, which you can get spares of. You've got a little charging pack you can buy, night vision, live on-demand streaming. you 
you've got a solar panel option. There's a whole bunch of things you can get, and it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof. So you can easily monitor your inside, your property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a couple of minutes to set up, so you can check on your home or business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet, or computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Visit arlo.com au for more information. Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear, every angle covered. Stephen, we spoke uh, last week about 2017 in smartphones. Now we need to say what's going to happen with 20, 2018. Yeah. And I think this is bloody hard because... We can predict, and we'll talk a little bit later about what will happen when, but we can predict that everyone will have a new smartphone. But I don't know that we can reasonably predict yet, based on early, crazy, stupid rumours, what's Mm. actually going to happen. So let's have some fun, though. Let's see what we can do. I think uh, Samsung, and again, we'll talk about timing later, but I think Samsung have to acknowledge that while their Infinity display looks amazing and it did a good job of presenting that concept... It has this huge top... Forget the notch on the iPhone X. It has this huge top and bottom. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to find a way of getting rid of the bottom at the very least. I think that's what Samsung needs to do is push the yeah. push the screen further into the phone down the bottom. They can't do it at the top unless they put a notch in. I don't think they will. Yeah. So I think that we will see Samsung push slightly further there. Yeah. I, I, again, struggle to understand how they could change the design of thing though, because it's so can. nice. Here's what I reckon they'll do. They'll take advantage of... So it's one thing to have a an all-screen front on the phone and trying to make it thin and trying to fit everything in that, in that box. What I think they may do, and, and apart from the camera, is try to put everything on the top edge of the phone. So the your sensors and microphones and stuff like that. Camera, front-facing camera, they may incorporate it in a very thin space at the top of the screen, but they may save space by putting microphones, speakers on the top edges of the yes. phone rather than along the bottom of the screen. Yes. They're probably already doing that now, but that's my suggestion. I think one company that has to do this that didn't in 2017 is Sony. Sony Xperia phones have always had brilliant screens, 4K screens, really premium quality but they are probably the standout, the, the, the sort of conspicuous company that hasn't gone the yes. 18 by 9 all screen. Conspicuous so expect, by their absence in the yes. 18 by 9 regime. Expect region, that yeah. to be a, the Xperia phones to really garner some attention because they're going to do that. And pop it down a level too, uh, no doubt, given what I've heard from Sam Scontos at Alcatel, that yeah. you're going to find 18 by 9 screens at $99 next year as well. Absolutely. So uh, Sony will look ridiculous if they don't have one. Totally. Now well, LG... They're going to go bigger too. Screens are going to get larger. Yeah. And having that, so having, we, we, A, we had last year, we had the 18 by 9 all screen. The next step, and including the iPhone 10, are going to go same design, but then they're going to go even bigger. Yeah. So LG, again, uh, it's a real struggle for them because the v, V30 was a great phone. The Q6 was a great phone as well. So it was the Q6. They've had some great phones, but again, in, in Australia, I'm just talking about Australia, they just struggled to get um, market awareness, let alone penetration. I don't know where they go next year, but I think um, they, again, need to keep pushing. Otherwise, they look like they're falling behind. Well, my suggestion, I think LG is, and, and I said this in my review, that I think the phone was maybe slightly overpriced, the V30. If it was if it was at that 999 price point, just that psychological three digits instead of four would have made had a lot of cut through. And remember, customers. LG's argument is that's, that would make it $600 cheaper than the iPhone, but forget that. They're not, we're just, you you're not comparing. Oh, no, exactly. That's the bottom line. And I think they've got a great product. Marketed a little differently, you know, knock the price down a bit. Maybe, maybe spend a bit more on marketing. Just back yourself. I'll digress and we'll go back to TVs for a second. Uh, Again, I had this conversation with a bloke today who was in a store. 
about to buy a $1,800 Samsung Q6F. Not their best TV, yeah. but a Q, QLED nonetheless. And I said, mate, you know, today you can get an L, you can get LG, LG OLED for eighteen hundred and eighty-eight. So it's just hundred dollars yeah. more. And he goes, but isn't QLED just as good? And I went, I'll be honest with you, no. Yeah. Why can they? He said to me, how can they charge the same amount, Samsung? And I went, because they can't look like they're cheaper. So Samsung, as the dominant player in the TV space, can't make themselves look cheaper. Whereas LG in the smartphone space are not the dominant player. So just make your phone 999 and blow people's minds with it. That's my recommendation. When it comes to Apple, Jesus. I mean, A, we've lost count. I don't know what we're going to do now. Um, Will they have an iPhone 9? So here's what they have to announce three phones at least this year again. Okay? I say it'll be the 8S. I say, here's what I say. I say 8S, 8S Plus, and iPhone 10 Pro. What about, that's only two though. That's three. Oh, so that we have the 8S, 8S Plus, yeah. and an iPhone oh, 10 Pro. Well, it's still, it's still 8S. I'll three call phones. that one. They announced three one. phones this year. Okay. So 8, eight Plus, you're counting as two phones. Yes. I'll count the 8 as one. Let's call it one Mate, category. Can we one, just agree one, they're two one, separate phones? Okay, I understand. But it's one brand, one version of the phone, an yeah. 8. Yep. So you're saying there'll be the 8S, 8S Plus, which, okay, we'll call that two phones. iPhone <laughs> I think, 10. I think Ziggy Zaggy people will agree <laughs> that's two phones, but anyway. But iPhone 10 in its current form, Stays. and then there'll be an iPhone 10 Plus. Or Pro, yep. Or Pro, yep. yep. And they'll, so there'll be no 9, no... No, they'll wait for nine. So my view going forward, and I I can't really account for why, my view going forward is they they need to get rid of the home button overall, but they can't do that that quickly. I don't think they will. Well, I think they will. I think if we're to go even further forward, I think 2018 is the 8S and the 8S Plus and and some sort of 10, and then 2019 is the 9 and the 10. So with, will it still be a 10? I think so. The 10S. I think the 10 will just be a, be a device. It'll just be this yeah. magical thing. And then at some point <laughs> in like 2020, mate, that's when it just goes, right, this is just the iPhone. Yeah. And we've got, we've got two or three sizes of iPhone. We should, while we're talking about sort of... You don't, you don't want to chime in on that? No, no, I, I kind of agree. I think that the iPhone will be... The iPhone 10 will have this a This is big, a pivotal moment, mate, because this is putting predictions on the table. There'll be a bigger iPhone 10, for sure. Like, one thing... that I, I love the iPhone 10, but I do miss the size of the... Just the size of the... It might sound funny. I do miss the size of the phone. Yeah, I think the it does 10, sound funny because you're weird. I'm used to the to the eight plus, the bigger phone, but um, they will they will have they will have a bigger a bigger version. Right. No, no, I'm, not, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, um, uh, but on if you look at take a look at Samsung. Now, Samsung, I know for a fact that, and I visited their headquarters last year, that they are working. They work on devices two years ahead of release, so they're they're already working on the Note, the Note nine and ten, and they're already ahead of the game, the S nine and whatever it's going to be. And there was a some speculation that they would have a folding phone, where you would have your normal phone on the front, so you'll have your normal screen. It'll, from outwardly, it would look like a normal phone, but you'll be able to then open the phone into two halves and have a bigger screen on the inside. So imagine being able to have a rather than just having one phone you turn on its side, you open up the phone and it's just all screen inside. So it becomes almost there's a phablet in your pocket, a tablet as well as a phone. There's rumours that that is kind of the next phase of development for devices moving forward. How's that for predictions for you? Can we just stick to 2018? Because that's a lot of rubbish. 
Um, no, there's talk that, that might, we might see that this year, 2018. We might see it. All right, so just let's be clear. What do you think Apple's going to do in 2018? No, I think Apple will have the – they'll just incrementally improve the 8. It'll still have a home button. It'll be thinner. Yep. They may uh, – they'll, they'll keep those as they are. Then there'll be the iPhone 10 and iPhone 10 Plus, possibly two other iPhone 10s. They might have a, a 10, uh, maybe even Mini. smaller 10, yeah, and a, and a Plus 10. So the, the 10 that we have today will be the middle iPhone 10. They may have a smaller version, cheaper version, more affordable version, and then the Plus for the – you know, the, 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 the go big or go home crowd who want all the bells and whistles and the bigger screen as well. Big predictions there from Stephen Fennick. Yeah, well, uh, this is, the, I think, the year where you're going to see smarts in all your products. We're going to talk about appliances later, but any product that we're going to have in our home, whether it's a phone, whether it's a speaker, whether it's a television, whether it's an appliance, is going to have some form of connectivity and it's going to make good on the promise from years ago where they said they predicted all of your devices will be able to talk to each other. And I think this year, and kind of last year we had most of that too, but this year I think the rubber's going to hit the road in terms of that being a reality. I, it's been one to look at for a long time, and you're right, appliances is pretty much the, the, the space they always talk about it. But I think now with things like Google Home, Alexa, and, and, and HomePod with Siri, um, I think we're in a better space now to you know control your lights, control your temp. I mean, it's so much easier. Origin Energy have got a bloody smart home pack, for example, that you know, there's an energy company, like a power company, that allows you to set up motion sensors, temperature sensors, light bulb, or smart plugs for 199 bucks or something like that. And so I think smart home, and you've got Telstra in the game big time now. Um, I think we are at that, you know, we're about to tip over the edge of, of mainstream on the smart home. And I think the enablement of those voice assistants is what does yeah, that. that. Absolutely. But, but also too, we need to remember why we're doing this. We're not, we're not just doing this for the sake of saying, hey, look, we, you can talk to your washing machine on your phone. It's, that's not the reason why. We, we want to, I think the companies envisage a place where they want to save the customer money. Mm. They want to save them. They want to increase their, their peace of mind with better security. They want to give them uh, convenience. They want to save money on their heating bill, their cooling bill. So it, it, this isn't just a look what we can do. There is, there is an end game here. There's a motive to have this to get you into their ecosystem. That's going to be the attraction for you to choose one over the other where these can talk to all your other devices and at the end of the day maybe help you save money i think this the smarts are going to ex- extend to and this is sort of part of the smart home as well there'll be a lot more solar the people are going to go solar mm. batteries are going to be incorporated here as well i think what we don't want is ecosystems i think what we want is open platforms yeah. it's it's tragic that you have ecosystems and that's why a samsung fridge won't talk to a samsung an, an lg tv or whatever but when you talk smart home you talk alexa and last year it was all about alexa i think this year at cs we're going to hear all about google home yeah. and i think that anything that says you know like like they say home kit with siri i think we need to see a, a google home style logo we need to see that on products so that you know that it will work across your platforms across your devices so that your, your whatever temperature sensors you buy We'll work with those light bulbs you've got. Um, whatever you know, garage door opener you use, we'll work with those cameras that you've got. I think that's, yeah, that's what we need, yeah. and I think that people will start to become more savvy to the fact that the Google Home is the centre of the universe, yeah. and as long as everything works with that, it doesn't matter what brands yeah, you no, buy. You're right. They're, they've made an investment in one thing already, whether it's Google Home, HomePod, Alexa, whatever it's going to be, yeah. and they'll branch out off that. So I think it's important for companies to realise that, okay, we want to make it compatible with all of them or some of them or one of them. Yep. That's going to be the deciding factor.
Two Blokes Talking Tech. Tell us what you think. Uh, go to hashtag Ziggy Zaggy on Twitter. If you don't know how to do that, it's going to be a struggle for you, I'll be honest. Um, just join Twitter, join up, get an account, and then follow at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick, and then just type something, and then you write hash Ziggy Zaggy. And then you're talking to the two blokes. That's it. You can see the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian customers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is the result of internationally patented technology to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR, wide colour gamut and local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens up Netflix to 4K HDR. Stan is also included. Freeview Plus along with YouTube all built in. Using the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The 4K ULED Series 7 TVs come in a range of sizes including 50, 55, 65 and a massive 75 inches. See one for yourself today at your local electronics retailer Hisense see the incredible Two Blokes Talking Tech episode 328 Happy New Year everyone welcome to 2018 we're off to CES in just days we'll bring you everything we can find over there Stephen we just talked smart home what are we going to see in appliances this year well, last year I loved this, the LG kind of knock fridge that has the, the view through Samsung's yeah. had the family hub for a kind of a couple of years now, really only a year in Australia. Um, Whirlpool had that thing that was going to regenerate our food into yeah. compost quickly robot in the home. Robot vacuum cleaners. I still don't see... I don't see that groundbreaking moment, which, which makes everyone go, oh, definitely buying a new washing machine now. Yeah. I think what we're going to see are partnerships. There's going to be – I think Samsung kicked this off with their Woolies partnership. So you can you can get on the fridge and order your groceries yeah. from Woolies. I think you're going to see a lot of these come are coming forward, whether LG may do a partnership with Coles or some other big retailer, like big grocery retailer like that. Um, in terms of the smarts of the TVs, it's just going to get better and faster. You're going to see, I think, more displays on fridges – that's going to become more common to see a little digital display, whereas Samsung were kind of the first to have that kind of technology. I think it's going to become a bit more mainstream this year. Uh, in terms of washing machines and, and other appliances, uh, they're going to, again, talk talk back to your phone and give you that convenience of being able to start the oven from anywhere you are or be get a, a, a notification when the washing's finished. The, all those sorts of the conveniences. Uh, and I think you'll find they will sort of work together. I think the TV will become the hub of that as well. So imagine Samsung's TV, you'll be able to you know, use the TV to, to monitor what's happening with the fridge or if you need to do something or send a message or be, get a notification that the washing's finished, might pop, on the, pop up on the television. So the whole, the companies with their own little systems that, that talk to each other or their own appliances in the range, I think you're going to see a lot more interactivity. Here's what I want to see. I think we've heard frankly all of that before I think a lot of that talk has been around before what I want to see is just more information from those devices so mate what I want it's not a washing machine that can be controlled by the fridge I want a washing machine that simply automatically without me doing anything sends an alert to my Apple watch and let's be clear it's not going to be Apple making a washing machine so these companies need to open their minds um, that says washing's done now I've got to tell you mate at a guess three nights out of 14 and that sounds a weird number, but three nights every fortnight, I'm, I'm working, um, I've just finished the radio at nine o'clock, Amanda will come down, so I'm going to bed. Are you going to be up for a couple of hours? The washing's on, can you put it in the dryer? 
Uh, and you've forgotten. Mate, nine <laughs> times out of ten I remember, but you know that one time I forget it's the end of the world because it's Amanda's work closer tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. Mate, that, I have to put a timer in my diary and I have to, you know, put a, why? why? I, used write, I used to write a note and put it in front of me a little write down to remember the washing. Yeah, well, I yeah. forget those notes exist, so I need to put it on the stairs yeah. so I slip over it. But what I want is convenience. I want my washing machine to remind me of those things. I want my TV to, to, to buzz on my watch, say, you've, been left, you've left me on. Did you, want, did you want to leave me on? I don't see anyone in the room. I, you know, I want yeah. that kind of smarts. But also want to them to talk to the other devices in the house, like to say... Imagine your your washing machine saying, look, you know, if you do a load today, it's going to be a really hot day tomorrow. You better hang it out in the morning. Yeah. So to look forward, sort of to get that other information yeah. to give you that extra level of, of convenience. Like you might think, oh, okay, yeah, I never thought of that. I'll, I'll do that so I can hang it out first thing tomorrow. They'll be dry by 10 o'clock. Yeah. So that, that also goes to the smartest. Hey, Google, should I do the washing today? Like, no, it's going to rain this afternoon. That's what you want to hear. It'll say, idiot. No, yeah, no, idiot. you goose. It's going to rain this afternoon. Or if my wife said, hi, Google, should I do the washing today? Um, it, it'd yes, say, Carla, say yes, darling. It'd say, probably not the best idea. Don't tell yeah. Trevor you had that idea. <laughs> remember, and remember to tell Trevor to take the washing out of the machine yeah. and put it in the dry. So I, I feel like appliance is not going to be massively revolutionary this year, but I think we're going to see a lot of... What we need to see is trickle down, trickle up. We need to see the the... Cool stuff trickled down into the lower price products, and we need to so the simple ideas out of the small startups trickle up into yeah. the big companies. It's those little ten percenters that can make a world of difference, Rick. Right. Those those little those little additional features that can make it a lot better. Oh, I just think right now the difference between buying a you know fifteen hundred dollar fridge and a four thousand dollar fridge is not enough to buy that four thousand dollar fridge. I think it's the same with the bloody washing machines. Yeah. I, I just think there's not enough value yet for people to jump into it let's be clear you're not going to throw away a perfectly good fridge and washing machine to buy a smart one this this is a purchase i've called it in the past a grudge purchase we think oh i've got my tv's broken my fridge is busted i need a new one so you're not going to be thinking oh i'm just going to throw out my perfectly good fridge and buy a new smart fridge so it has to come out at the right time and that when it does when it is time to buy the fridge for it to be compelling choice for you that will fit into your lifestyle, add to your convenience, make your life better. Yeah, grudge purchases don't have a big budget behind them because they're normally unexpected. Two Blokes Talking Tech, we'd appreciate your views. Let us know what you think. Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag. What do you think is coming in 2018? What have we missed? Um, we will uh, humbly uh, accept your uh, your information if you've got something that we don't, and we'll talk about it next week at CES. Stephen, the year ahead. Year ahead. Well, we, we're CES next week, so that's the yeah. big that's the big uh, event. Like what we call what we call the Grand Slam is the C- CES in January, yeah. and then late February, early March is Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. So yeah. that's the show where all the phone announcements are made. So you've got all your major phone companies and uh, LG make their announcements, and all these other companies. BlackBerry had one last year. So that's where we're going to be late Jan- late February, early March. Then later in the year, the other the third of the, the third leg of the Grand Slam, you'd agree, is IFA, which is late August, early September in, in Berlin. So they're the three sort of tentpole shows of the year. But throw into the mix, you've got a Samsung launch with a new phone, yeah, probably so the S nine. You should see two Samsung launches, so the S nine and the and the Note nine. Although solid rumours that they're going to bring the S9 at MWC again. Yeah. So, which means no secondary event to that. And I think interesting rumours, not sure if they're true, but I also think smart because, to be honest, last year they were nothing to be seen. They, were, they, they didn't get any yeah. of the headlines at, at MWC. And I think... Yeah. 
I think it was a good year not to be there because Nokia and BlackBerry stole the show yeah. and I think they would have still stolen the show even with the S8. Yeah. So I think this is a good year to come back to NWC, but there'll always be a Note 9 event for sure. Yeah, later in the year. Apple, you can guarantee WWDC in the middle of the year and yeah, you can guarantee a phone event in September and there's probably something else somewhere along the way Maybe for iPad. iPad. I think, yeah, I, think, iPad I, think iPad, I think iPad. I think iPad, Apple Watch and... I think they need to talk again about the Mac. I think yeah. the MacBook launch was successful, but the touch bar was un, not widely well received. So I think they need to reinvigorate the Mac mm. ecosystem. Apple could turn, they can surprise us with an event. Yeah, well, we know there'll be Worldwide Developers Conference. We know there'll be an iPhone launch, but there could be other events that yeah. they may, may spring on us. Um, and it's funny because aside from that, it is actually pretty hard to plot the year. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I don't know what it's like at your house, but my wife is like, "What do you?" My wife said to me that, "What are you doing in April?" I'm like, I, I, <laughs> "I know it looks like I know what I'm doing, but I really don't yet know what yeah. I'm doing." Then she's going to take a girls' weekend. I said, "Well, look, you're just going to have to book it, and if if I get an invite, I'm done. I can't go. Like that's yeah. this is life. You got to plan enough. some of these Fair things. Yeah. Um, sometimes we get things on. Like I'm not certain I'm going to get to dub uh, dub this year because if it happens in the first week of June again, I think I've got a gig that week, so I can't. Yeah. Like there's just stuff that comes up. You can't predict no, everything." Early already for that far ahead, eh? Oh, mate, yeah. You're in demand, eh? Possibly. Jeez, these, too these, long. these things take a while to negotiate. Um, <laughs> yeah. But <Okay>. no, <laughs> they do. Um, but all the other stuff that comes up is ad hoc. Like you look back yeah, at our yeah, year, yeah. and yeah. I think I said I travelled 86 nights last year. Yeah. That's domestic and international. I wasn't far behind. Yeah. Um, you know, things like Intel, we went to London with Intel, that's yeah. random. We would never yeah. have predicted that at the start of the year. You we can't do, predict do, those yeah. things. We do, we do get things sprung on us, like maybe a couple of weeks in advance or three weeks if we're lucky. So there are opportunities. I think we went to China a couple of times. We went yeah. with, once with Huawei. Yeah, it'd be really nice. Uh, like a month would be good, folks. If yeah. you're listening, PR people, a month would be nice. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, and... Um yeah, so we, we don't know sort of month to month, but we do know what we've spoken about, those sort of the Grand Slam. I think, I think Samsung, Apple and the Grand Slam yeah. are the only, only yeah, things we can genuinely – like we can, we can pretty much set our clocks to IFA, Apple and Samsung at the end of the year as well as MWC and CES. But apart from that, folks, we are as in the dark as you are, yeah. about 2018. And over to offers as well. If anyone's thinking of taking us anywhere – Happy to talk about Two blokes willing to record <laughs> anywhere together, right. especially if there's a flight involved and exactly. frequent flyer points yeah. to be earned. Business class, please. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, uh, we'll, well, we've got a big year ahead, mate. It's yeah, going to be huge. Really uh, episode 328 now, so we, we're, yeah. we're targeting three. So seventh year doing this too, mate. You know, seventh year. We've seventh year itch, I was going to suggest. Year. Is that right? Eh? Where are you itching, mate? I, I, actually, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I regret asking that question. Yeah, well, itch might mean someone else comes <laughs> into the two blokes. No, I'm joking. Uh, three no, blokes. You're three. three blokes. We've never had three blokes. You made, oh, a, you, you made mean, an assumption oh, there. Oh, you, mean, you mean replacing one of us. Is that right? The original members here were the original members. Founding, the founding members. Yeah. 328. So we're going to get to 350, uh, 360-ish, 370 here yeah. this year sometime. How many weeks in the year? 52. Well, yeah, we, we, we struggle sometimes. Yeah. Um, 2019 will be our 400th. We've got a fair wow. way to go. Wow. That's will. Better get thinking about what gifts we're going to receive then, eh, guys? Or? Two bikes talking tech. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thank you to Netgear and Hisense. We've got a big year ahead, Stephen. I'll see you at CS. Yes, you will.